Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a now edited version of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson a writer at many places these days, and your host of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We have been ground zero for Mellow Watch, and the the we've been driving this, as we, we talk about on this episode, with Joe Swide, my pal, who you may know on Twitter as at Blogsy Wells. About the Carmelo Anthony rumors late last night, he expanded his list to include Cleveland and Oklahoma City. We talked about that on this episode. And then literally just as we wrapped up the episode, multiple reports, both from The Vertical and Adrian Wojnarowski, report that the New York Knicks and Oklahoma City Thunder have agreed to a trade to send Carmelo Anthony to one of those destinations that he approved last night, apparently, to the Oklahoma City Thunder for a package of Enos Cantor, Doug McDermott, and a second-round pick from the Chicago Bulls, which, I mean, I guess I guess that was better than, I mean, I guess that was what they're willing to take. I mean, they wanted that more than they wanted Ryan Anderson, which I get, but... I mean, that's kind of a crap package, if I'm gonna be honest. Like that the Knicks, this is the most Knicks thing that I've ever heard of in my life, where they've been holding out, holding out, holding out, and and they get Enos Cantor and Doug McDermott, uh, and a second round pick. I've talked about some of the guys that I thought would be good for a trade for Portland, maybe the asking price. Uh, from them was a little too high, but we also don't know that they were ever in the mix because Carmelo wasn't putting them on the list, so we don't know. Um, but it's over now. Mello Watch is over. Mello is in Oklahoma City. He will now be a division rival of the Blazers, and I'm looking forward to that first Thunder Blazers game. Uh, that should be fun. First game that Mello comes to Portland, I'm sure will be an event, though I do know that Mello was quite divisive, but got to give it up to Sam Presti, the GM of the Thunder for outmaneuvering everybody this summer. He got Paul George and Carmelo Anthony by just giving up Victor Oladipo, DeMontis Sabonis, Enos Cantor, Doug McDermott, and a second round pick. I mean, just saying it out loud makes my mind explode. And, uh... 
I don't know how this. I mean, this. I mean, Melo had the power in his hands, I suppose, but uh, pretty surprising that the Knicks held out this long for that package with Enos Cantor as the centerpiece. Uh, I would have thought it would have happened with Phil Jackson, maybe, uh, but not with not with these guys. But apparently, it gets done. Carmelo Anthony to the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think, bumps the Thunder up uh, in the the pecking order. I think they'll be battling with. Minnesota and and possibly Denver for that division title and also the Blazers as well. I think I think Portland uh, still has a really good team. I think a team that will make the playoffs. They're obviously not going to be favored as much as the rest of these teams in the league uh, or in their division. They're not going to be the favorite by any means. I think some people might even look at Utah as being a more solidified team unit. But it's over now. The final shoe has dropped in the NBA free agency that Carmelo Anthony is going to Oklahoma City to play with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. I think the fit is going to be interesting. This is going to be a huge test for Coach Billy Donovan. It's something that Joe and I talked about here. We talked about Oklahoma City. Obviously, for the majority of this conversation, just going to tell you right now, we talk about Portland as a possibility. And... It's 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 obviously not going to happen. So just kind of block that stuff out of your mind. But we can also take us back to that moment in time where it was possible. So we're gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the podcast up because it was a fun conversation. We also talked about Blazer stuff that doesn't apply to Carmelo Anthony with Joe, and uh, talked about some of our expectations and and things that aren't related to Melo. But uh, it was a fun ride. I thought we, we, we tried our best here to, in, in, in trying to make this happen. Uh, it was, it was a blast. I, I still don't really get it from the Knicks perspective, but I guess getting Carmelo off the team was that important to them. And they were willing to take probably a, a package that in my opinion is less desirable than what Portland could give uh, in order to get Carmelo Anthony off the team and start the season fresh. But that is it, folks. Carmelo Anthony is on his way to Oklahoma City to play with Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Steven Adams. Also worth noting that George, Westbrook, and Anthony can all opt out after this season and can all be free agents. So... If, if things don't work out, they all have an easy out, and there's obviously a risk here for OKC that if things don't work out, that this whole team could be gone, but they didn't really give up anything that important, frankly, uh, for their future to get Carmelo Anthony. So a uh, great deal on the part of Sam Presti uh, to get Carmelo Anthony. And there's a great deal of risk here, but this is I, Sam Presti's going for it. He's taking a risk and doing what he thinks is the best course of action to try and keep the guys that he's gone together. Now, Paul George could, everyone says he's going to go to LA. Westbrook could do the same. Westbrook could go anywhere. Uh, and Melo uh, can go anywhere as well to team up with the Banana Boat squad or whatever after next year. I thought Portland was a good option for him to stay opt in, get that $27 million next year. But apparently that is not the most important thing to Carmelo Anthony. And, and, and that's that, but, uh, it was a fun ride. Uh, these mellow rumors. I'm glad. Thanks to those of you that have been with us throughout. 
We'll get Corbin Smith on to talk about this once again uh, and, and kind of wrap it up and put a bow on it. But uh, I think we can do that now. Carmelo Anthony on his way to OKC. The season media day is on Monday, so we'll have a lot to talk about. And I hope you enjoy the conversation with Joe Swide that is a little dated now, but uh, still fun nonetheless. So we'll catch you next week as the Blazers start media day and training camp, a new season is upon us. Until next time. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello and welcome to a Saturday edition, September 23rd. We are in the mellow cage. We're in the mellow bunker here on Locked On Blazers. It's your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, and I am joined today by a pal online and great Twitter follow, great writer as well, Joe Swide, based out of New York. You may know him as Blogsy Wells on Twitter. Joe, how's it going over there in NYC? It is going very well. It's going very well. Trying, you know, trying to keep up with the latest with the latest Carmelo news. I, I mean, last night was really, really something because. All of a sudden, we start hearing, "Oh man!" There, well, the day before, there's it starts to heat up, right? With with that Jason McIntyre tweet, and then uh, the New York Post, and and all of a sudden, now now there's even more momentum. Woj tweets this morning that Carmelo's getting on the Knicks even more, and then last night he apparently expanded his list. Sorry, everyone, he didn't include Portland on the list yet. Uh, but then, but then there was the follow-up that actually he's considering considering Portland. Yeah, and it, it, it's just it, this whole thing is just like, and and this is, I, I mean, this has kind of been where it, where it's been for a while is that we've known that Portland isn't high on Melo's list, but at some point there's going to be. It feels like there's a breaking point here in the negotiation where it might be possible. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm. I guess I'm like. At some point, I would like like a mellow um, to just like come out and have. We need like a mellow like forum where we can like get his thoughts on these different cities. Like, why does he want to go to like? Why would he want to go to Oklahoma City over going to Portland? Like, I, I get like a Russell Westbrook and Paul George, but that seems like a worse basketball fit anyway for him. Um, and the city sucks. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's real talk. Sorry sorry to any of our OKC listeners, if we have any. I've but... never actually been to OKC. Maybe it's beautiful. No, um, it's, it's not. Everybody I've talked to that has had to go there, it's like, Ugh. Every time they have to travel, it's like, oh, Oklahoma City. And Portland is beautiful. Um, you know, we have the mountains. We've got the trees. We've got some water. Like, Carmelo would love it. Legal weed, great food. Legal weed. Yeah, there's food. The traffic is kind of shitty now, but... Um, oh yeah. I mean, whatever, I what, yeah, you can, it, we can, we can be free. This is we're in the mellow cage right now. This is going to be, this is, this is not for, for, for Virginia. Yeah, I was here. like, am I allowed to, if, I, I didn't mean to swear and, and disrespect if this is a family mellow cage, but, um, yeah, not safe for work. Mellow cage is where yeah, we're going. Yes, that's right. It's a Saturday, you know, it's, it's a weekend. We're going to let it fly. 
But uh, this this whole thing uh, with Carmelo Anthony, including OKC, he also included Cleveland, which Cleveland I understand or because they're going to go to the finals, and then him and LeBron can leave together. But the other thing, too, is that if he's including Cleveland and OKC on the list, it does seem like he's willing to just leave a bunch of money on the table because I don't think he's going to stay at either one of those places beyond next season, and he has a player option that's like $27 million. And he's, right. there's no way Melo at his age is going to get anything close to that uh, on the open market next season or next summer. So you're saying you do think he, he think he will pick up the option? I think he should, but I don't necessarily know if he will. And, and to me, the fact that he's eager to go to Cleveland or OKC makes it seem like he's okay not picking up the option and leaving the money on the table, which is – not what we've been accustomed to with Mello. Like Mello's all about the money and the businessman and all this stuff. And it just does. I mean, it, it's an interesting pivot, but again, I think it might just be maybe the players and maybe going in like a pecking order of sorts, like Houston. Okay. I can't go there. Maybe OKC. They're going to be pretty good. Right. Or Cleveland. Like, I, I don't know. So are the Spurs next? Like, I, I don't, I don't know who's next on his list. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I I kind of feel like Carmelo has been having like, um, and hasn't. I think there's been writing about this that like Carmelo has kind of had like a some like spiritual reflection in his life over the last few years, and is like feeling like there's something missing, and the Knicks aren't competitive, and you know he's in New York and he's doing this stuff, but like that as as many of us do at, at a certain time, like you know, you're what else is out there for me in life? Like, where can I get my fulfillment? Um, and yeah, I think that, I think that, I think that that's why he would, he would, I, like I saw, cause I was like diving through like the 500 blazer's edge comments of the original, like Jason McIntyre report, like as, <laughs> as one does. Yes. And, uh, and like all the people on blazer's edge seem to think that he would pick up the second year option, but it wouldn't, I, I don't know. I don't think he would. It seems like he's made a lot of money in his career. Like he doesn't need more money. It seems like he's looking for that like sense of fulfillment that you can get from, not even just winning a championship, but just like enjoying your basketball. Hey, and and I think both of those it, – it, it's weird though because the basketball fit in OKC, as you mentioned, like – I mean I guess he could be a floor spacer and like be Team USA mellow for them. But – and I guess he would play the same role on the Blazers. But I don't necessarily think that like the OKC offense – like Kevin Durant left for a reason. Like it wasn't really that fun for him to play with Westbrook. I don't think right. it would be that fun to play with Westbrook. And then LeBron, it's like, obviously. Plus, Paul, Paul George is better than Carmelo at this point. So, like, yes. Paul George is getting more of those, like, second guy types of, you know, touches. And Billy Donovan is doesn't strike me as, like, a particularly, like, creative coach as far as, like, like you know, he's the not. Portland, he's, not like, he's not Terry Stotts. He's not Terry Stotts. Like, Terry Stotts is going to get everybody touches, and everybody's going to get shots. Yeah, you know, no, that's one hundred percent true. I mean, Stotts, he knows how to adjust to his personnel. Like the uh, perfect example was not this past season, but the season before that, where okay, Aldridge was the fulcrum of the offense. They gave him the ball. They posted up a ton, and then the next season they posted up less than like any team in the history of synergy tracking. Like they just didn't post up at all. 
And then Nurkic comes, and then, okay, they get some post-touches in there. Like, he's going to adjust to Carmelo on the team. He'll adjust the rotations. Melo can run the second unit with CJ. Like, it can be a really good fit, I think, basketball-wise, but it, it, it's still, you know, the Knicks apparently have not contacted the Blazers as they are one of the teams because Melo apparently hasn't included them yet, but it's people that... Uh, Sam Amick had a tweet also last night that said, Melo, you know, Melo didn't put Portland on the list yet, but people in the know seem to think it's still a possibility. So, because, I mean, people just... It's the logic. You can see the pieces that every team has. I mean, it... it are the Knicks really going to do all this just to trade for Enos Cantor? Right. And at the same, and first, let me just say, I have like deep anxieties about this upcoming blazer season. Like imagining going through the season, like this is unrelated to mellow. Like just the, the blazers roster in general makes me very nervous about this season, but I still think the blazers are a better team. Maybe I'm deranged, but I think they're better than Oklahoma city. I mean, I, I I think I have OKC ahead of them, but it wouldn't shock me if Portland performed better because they have a lot more continuity. You know, PG and Russell Westbrook have to get to know how to play with each other. Billy Donovan, as you mentioned, not the most creative offensive coach. There are and, – and Nurkic. And Nurkic could elevate everybody again. And, you know, that's not – it wouldn't shock me if OKC wasn't as – because there's Minnesota there – there's Utah, there's Denver, Oklahoma. I right. mean, the Northwest is going to be ridiculous. And I, I mean, I do think that there's a lot of things going in Portland's way. I, I still think talent wise, OKC has it, but it wouldn't shock me if Portland performed better than them in the regular season, though. I mean, Portland just since really since Stotts has been there, like, I think the most fun part now of being a like being a Blazer fan in the Stotts era is like, even though the team is like clearly flawed, there's just like a clear identity. Like we know what we're going to do mm-hmm. and like, this is how we play. And I think that that helps them overachieve just in the sense that like, yeah, they know exactly what they're going to do. Whereas like Oklahoma city is going to have to figure stuff out already with Paul George. And then you throw Carmelo into that. I don't know. I, I'm, I hope Carmelo is listening to this and, um, We'll, we'll, you know, is we'll start to reflect on like maybe you know maybe Portland is is he should start considering to consider to consider Portland. Well, and and right, I mean this past let's 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 put a little juxtaposition here where Carmelo let's put our Carmelo has been in the heat of uncertainty for like a couple of years now, and if he goes to Oklahoma City or Cleveland, both situations that could just be one and done seasons where he's just going there and bouncing. Portland, on the other hand, presents like a completely different situation where he could be there. It seems like a more stable group. They have a brand of basketball they ha- they play. They have two stars that are going to be there until 2020 in Damon CJ or 2021, and they're going to be there. So it, it, if things work out and Melo likes it, he could stay. And that could yeah. be some kind of stability that he hasn't had because maybe maybe that's part of the fulfillment that he's looking for. I don't know. But, I mean, as of right now, it looks like he's going for talent. But it also kind of seems like, you know, I think the situation is kind of like boxed him in. And and this is something I've talked about with Corbin. It I don't – Melo, I think, would really like Portland. He just doesn't know it yet. That's – yeah, that is also the weird part about it is like, you know um, – not that I know Melo personally, but I also feel like I've I've developed a relationship with him over these over these past months. We we all um, we all have, you know. 
and yeah, I just think that he seems like a dude that would like really, he would enjoy being on the, like, he just see, I could see him like Damon CJ being like the younger guy. He's kind of the older guy, the older brother, but like, kind of like, you know, and likes in the city is where the city would embrace him. Like there just seems like he would really enjoy it in Portland, even separate of like the city itself, which, um, there is weirdly like such a precedent for like, like mid thirties dudes from New York city who like, are like wearing down from the grind of the city and then go like live in Portland and are like surprised to find that they like love Portland. This is like a tradition as old as time itself. I mean, my, my grandfather made, was, was made that move from New York to Portland, loved it. And he's like, Hey, and I know tons of people now that are contemporary 30 year olds or, you know, late twenties, people that moved from New York or the East coast. And they're like, Oh yeah, Portland's pretty cool. I like it. And it's like, I mean, I I think he would dig it. Uh, Obviously he would be like the biggest celebrity that Portland has like ever had as far as a player. I mean, in terms of just pure fame, like, I mean, mean, it's pretty hard to, no, I, I don't think there's ever really been someone as famous as Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, no, I, cause even I don't, Pippen was pretty famous. That's true. Pippen was famous. Yeah, that's a good. One. That's I, that's about the closest, though. Yeah, that probably would be it. So it's like uh, a, it's a tie between him and Scottie Pippen. And listen, Scottie Pippen's Blazers twilight years were pretty good, mellow. Like like Scottie Pippen's twilight years with the Blazers were pretty fun. Yeah, I mean you're you know that's they're ten minutes away from winning from possibly winning a championship. Yeah, I, I that, mean, yeah, and I th- I already think again like I'm kind of deranged about my like on the one hand I'm like deep deeply anxious about this Blazer season on the other hand I was like if a couple things break right the Blazers could go to the Western Conference Finals and then and then you know if you had Melo on that team like that could be an interesting series you know it, I, it all depends on them they cannot be eighth. If they're if they're not if they're just not eighth or seventh, yes. if they can get six and they could play Houston or Minnesota or some other team that isn't San Antonio or Golden State, I think they could win a series at least. And then you know something happens, and I mean, I could even see them maybe pushing the Spurs a little bit just because they're kind of quick and 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 and, right. and young, and the Spurs are not outside of Kawhi Leonard and. I, I mean, in a series setting, that would be pretty. They just cannot be eighth. That that is they that, can't, no, they can't be eighth. That is no, the yeah. that is the death sentence. If they are eighth, they can't done. have any. We can't have any more early playoff series against the Warriors. No, and and no more terrible starts to the season. The Blazers are great at right. kicking butt in March when everyone is checked out of the season and you know playing for next year. Like they need to get it together at the start of the season because yeah. that has been the real struggle for them the last two years. And if they can get off to a good start, I'm pretty confident they could avoid eight. But again, the West is going to be ridiculous this year. Yeah, the West. Yeah. I mean, the Blazers have a lot of challenges. I also like I, I'll say like my anxiety about this Blazer season is like comes down to like whether or not Nurkic is like the generational like star that we, we all kind of like want him to be and like project onto him to be. Um, 
And also, like, I wish I was more excited about the rookies. I'm not really excited at all about the rookies just because, like, they don't seem – they they seem like the depth chart just doesn't add up for them in a way. Well, there was some news yesterday. We kind of buried this under the mellow rumors, but Vonley got hurt yesterday. Or it got, uh, oh, it, right, yeah. It came yeah. out that Vonley is going to miss the first two weeks of the regular season. So, I mean, that is – there's an opportunity there now for Swanigan, I think is probably of the rookies would be my favorite to get minutes this season. And then Myers too. And and then Collins as well. But I mean, there's, it's going to be interesting now because I think Vonley was like pretty, I think Vonley was going to start if, if he was healthy, but now it could be Swanigan, could be Aminu. Uh, I mean, it probably should be Collins, right? Like they took him 10th. Like he should, he should be there. I mean, he should, but but I mean, actually, no, because we're going to trade him to the Knicks for Carmelo. Right. Well, there you go. I mean, but then, so would you be okay trading Collins for Melo? Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. I'm okay trading anybody who's like Dame, CJ, Nurkic, untouchable. Anybody else is very touchable. Okay. All right. I, I hear you, and and I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that because I think even though Melo is diminished, he's not the same Melo. I think the respect that he would command on the offensive end would pay so many dividends just across the entire team because I don't necessarily because offense, I think, is what wins now in the league. Like defense wins championships. But I think I mean, look at the Rockets last year. Like they weren't even that good defensively at all, but they were what the three seed and won like almost 60 games. Like I think if you can score and and you can just score with anybody, that that is a pretty viable way. And I I don't see, you know, I like Mo Harkless a lot. I'm I'm not I'm not sure if I see the like Otto Porter leap where he becomes a 40% three-point shooter, a great defender. You know, right. he, he could be that, but I don't necessarily know if he will be that. And and Aminu like they're not going to go. The other thing too is like even if those guys start making threes, teams still won't guard them. Um, yeah, definitely. And that's actually when I hear like the sort of criticism of the mellow potential, the potential mellow coming to Blazers thing. That's like, you know, he's a like you don't want to watch mellow, you know, drain the life out of the offense or blah blah blah. But it's like I also don't want to watch Alfaruka Minu shoot threes for eighty-two games a year, like. No disrespect to Alfaruk Amino. He's given me some good – like, you know, he played well in the Warriors series two years ago. I like Alfaruk Amino. But, like, when when the offense seems to result a lot in Alfaruk Aminu, like, unf- like, literally unfurling his jump shot, like, it's it's too much. That's a really good way to describe the Aminu jump shot. It really does unfurl, like – because with his really long arms and it's just it's not the most beautiful shot, um, but I I agree with you and I, and I've been I mean you have been on the same train as I have I I, I think Mello whatever whatever shortcomings you might have by adding him or replacing him with a defender like Harkless or Aminu which I think it would only take one of those guys plus you know Myers to match salary and a and a rookie like Collins or something you know. You'd have like Collins would have to go right because yeah, like that's I, the other thing is like in the in my either, like Blazers that, Edge yeah. comments search that there was like people were like oh we'll, we'll trade like 
Harkless, Leonard, and like Shabazz, and like <laughs> no. something else. Like you know, like you're gonna have to give up something of substance. Yeah, no, th- there's no way the Knicks have been holding out this long to not get some kind of young, cheap asset that they can build around in return. Like that's the attractiveness of adding a guy like Collins, who was a top ten pick, and uh, you know has you know projects to be a good player in the future. And then you also have. Uh, the other option too is is a pick, a first right. a, a first round pick. Like they could give up theoretically, they could just give up next year's first round pick because the Blazers have all their picks. And if you're adding Carmelo and they really do think they're going to be the three seed in the West, why not give up the twenty seventh pick, like or whatever, or the twenty sixth pick, whatever whatever pick it ends up being. You know that could be another option as well. Uh, and, and the Knicks can be like, oh, yeah, well, we'll see if that works for them. And if it doesn't go well, then it, you know, it doesn't go well and they get an even better pick. I mean, I think that's an option, too, aside for if they don't want to give up Collins. But I think some kind of draft asset has to go. I think I would give up Collins over the next year's pick. I don't know. I also like the other thing with Collins is that it does seem like the trajectory of the Blazers – is not as like long term like of this Blazers roster is not as like long term as people like sometimes present it as like yeah. Dame is what how old is Dame? He's twenty seven, I think. Yeah, yeah. Dame, it's twenty seven now. Yeah, and, and like Dame, a guard of his a guard of his style that's like fairly reliant on athleticism. Like CJ is more like the craftier guy, but Dame is more of just like kind of like explosive athlete type of guy. You know, you probably only have like four more years of him being like uh, like this caliber of dame before he starts to become like like uh mid late career jason terry i mean this is dame is entering his prime right now like this is the he's 27 now this is the first year of his prime and how old is collins is like 19 yeah so, so I mean, and, and, and I know that, that, that O'Shea made a, a whole big thing about how, you know, Zach Collins is a building block for 12 to 15 years or whatever he said on draft night. I, yeah, but I agree with you. I, I don't think the window is that long. Like Damon CJ are not going to be this young and this productive and this good for 12 to 15 years. It's just not going to happen. That's just and not. I also and like Zach Collins, I think is he's probably a good player, but Zach Collins doesn't strike me as a dude that's like, like if you let Zach Collins go, you're not going to be watching like you know Giannis, the like you know some example Giannis or some sort of like I don't think it's going to be player. the ghost of Jermaine O'Neal coming back to bite the Blazers. No, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that it just it just makes sense. Just do it, man. Just get Carmelo. Just yeah. let it happen. And let then like Carmelo, let it happen. It's just gonna be good for you. It's gonna be good for everybody. And yeah, like there's, I could there's just like in the offense, like you could see it, like where he's gonna be sort of a. I could see them using him kind of like a Lamarcus, but like a more athletic Lamarcus who who could step out and shoot threes and also like create off the dribble a little bit. And then you're also or even like um, a little bit of like 2011 Dirk with the Mavs. Like I think Carmelo still has some of that game in the tank. We just haven't. He just hasn't had the muse to bring it out of him. Oh my gosh! And you're and 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 
as we've mentioned, Stotts, I, I like that 2011 mellow angle because Stotts can dust off the old Dirk package. Uh, exactly. And, 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 and give it to mellow. I, I, no, I think it's great because also, and this is another thing I want to talk about with the Blazers that I think some people don't realize either. The timeline, I think we agree on there. But the other thing is Portland, they weren't very consistent offensively last year. And they need to be elite at something. And they're not right now. And they lost Alan Crabb, their best shooter. So it's going to be even harder for them as an entire offense to think to be healthy, even as good as Nurkic would be. And if you add Carmelo to that mix, then you're talking about an elite offensive group. Are, are, you, are, you, not, are you not excited about Anthony Morrow filling the Alan Crabb shoes? Uh, I mean... I mean, if push comes to shove, I mean, I'm sure he's he's going to be okay at that. But he's also not a very good defender, not a good defender at all. But I mean, I guess I mean it's a good minimum play. But I would rather have Carmelo Anthony than Anthony Morrow. Um. By the way, I just saw like uh, Anthony Bennett got signed, and that that was like like one of the like I would have loved to seen the Blazers bring in Anthony Bennett. Just this is like a tangent, but but anyway. Um, I mean, they did bring in Archie Goodwin, which was kind of a classic, which was like a great. I like that play. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I don't. I don't. I think Anthony Morrow is is got to be the favorite in camp for that uh, for that fifteenth roster spot. Yeah. Who? What other fringe guys do they have that they've brought in? Uh, Isaiah Briscoe and Archie Goodwin and and Morrow. Well, the, I like I like Briscoe. Yeah. Briscoe's tough. I like a I like a tough guy. They don't have any like really like tough rugged perimeter defender guys. So yeah, I guess I guess Briscoe Brisco is that. Yeah, yeah. Briscoe could be that guy because because I think Harkless has the talent to be that guy, but I don't think he has the mentality yet. And I think that Aminu is kind of that guy, but I don't think he's necessarily a guy that you want guarding point guards. He's more of a guy that you can put as like a smaller dude on like a Lamarcus Aldridge or something like that. That he, right. I think that's where Aminu really excels is on like people who are bigger than him. And I think Harkless, it, you know, they just don't really have that guy that can just be like, all right, go, you know, you're just going to guard Steph full court for five minutes and then we'll take you out. Like they don't have a guy like that. Right. I mean, also just uh, Aminu. Can we just like appreciate how wild it was that we went into a playoff series with the Golden State Warriors where Aminu was like playing, having to play minutes at center. Yeah, that was that was that was. I mean, yeah, the Aminu at center. I mean, I I I thought that they might play with it, but I mean, it's crazy where the NBA is that that you have to go there. But then, okay, but if you have Aminu at center and you got Melo at the four, it's not as bad as it was with like Aminu at center and Harkless at the four. Like at least you're, you know, I don't know. I, I think there's that would, that I think Melo would would help. All yeah. roads lead to Melo. That's right. Uh, as we, w- I mean, there's going to be. I, it's it's going to happen before Monday. Whatever it's ha- whatever it, happens, it's going to happen before Monday. I think. It's it's. I think Olshay has played this extremely well. Like the fact that the Blazers are now like, they they position themselves as like the mellow destination by default. Like, it's like no like the Knicks don't. I guess the Knicks are interested in in dealing dealing with Portland, but. But yeah, it's almost just like the rest of these things aren't going to work out. But and the Blazers are just there. We're just waiting it out. Or just like these other teams aren't going to have the, the ability to get it done. And then Melo is just going to he's going to settle, and then realize what he what he was missing when he gets here. 
I know. It, th- this is. I feel like this is. This is Portland, right here. It's destiny. It's this is, this is Portland. It's literally destiny. Yeah. It, this is what has been. We have been looking at this, and it, it and it, it is true. And I think I, I it, this is really also a bit of a funny test of. I think you when when the first when the first Woj story came out about Portland, you know this became like a very this is a very divisive topic in Portland that that Mello that Mello would he be good or not like there's a lot of Blazer fans that don't want Mello and I'm telling you just like Mello doesn't know he would like Portland I think you guys don't know that you would like Mello. Uh yes I agree with that no actually and I it was I was just the other day like as you know in a, like a maniacal, like tweet storm of, of mellowness. I was like, kind of curious, like how long have we been like, how, how long have we been driving this mellow bandwagon and like went back through like old tweets. And I, it looked like around like March or April or so like, it was like <laughs> yeah. springtime where we like this, this, it was like this, this grassroots movement started to build. Like it's, it's very like Barack Obama in 2008. Yeah. Like we, like he, we've, you know, there were those of us that that saw him as the you know the state senator were like this guy, this is our guy, and then it's like slowly built and it's just destiny has like come together you know, <laughs> and we're like the coalition is building, um, it's gonna happen. The co the mellow the coalition of the mellow. Yeah, what I'm not looking forward to is the post mellow Blazers when then we get the equivalent of Trump as as the as the mellow replacement. Well, you know, whatever. To, to complete the metaphor. Yeah, um, I hope that that doesn't happen. But uh, hopefully, hopefully the Blazers can be better than America. Um, oh my gosh! Today, speaking of America, did you see the tweets today from Steph and then, or not from Steph, from the president calling out Steph Curry and then LeBron James called the president a bum. Yeah, I like I like LeBron just becoming just like a full on like just old man like the, like just the insult to be like you bum you yeah. know yeah just like the just the dad of the NBA just just laying down the law and saying get off my lawn Donald Trump yeah it's great I mean I, I didn't it's not surprising at all that they wouldn't go it, I mean it was it's just it's one of those things that like no part of it is surprising but it's still just like. You have to sort of like withdraw from it and be like, this is really like we really have LeBron on Twitter, like beefing with President Donald Trump about. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy, crazy world we're living in. But if we get Carmelo, it'll all be worth it. That's right. That's right. It's a 2017 Mad Lib that involves Carmelo Anthony coming to Portland. Uh, I know you talked about your anxieties with the Blazers this season. Do you have any other Blazers concerns uh, predictions, takes, uh, about, about the upcoming season since we're I mean, media day is on Monday. Um, not, not, nothing particularly like, I guess I, I was, dis- I was very disappointed about the draft just because like, like Collins and Swannigan are good players. Um, Swannigan is probably more interesting just because there's like more unknown there. Like if he, can like stay getting slimmer like could he play the three and like can he defend wings and shoot threes and like do these things that would be nice to have out of the wing position um but yeah i I guess like going to the draft i was i was way i was hoping more for like an interesting wing with like intriguing potential rather than just like two like solid ass players who are gonna you know 
Yeah, yeah, that was when the draft happened. Okay, when they picked Collins, I was like, okay, they got Collins because like people had been talking about the Blazers and Collins for weeks. Like people have been like, okay, they're in that spot. Maybe he'll fall to them. Maybe they'll take Collins. And I was like, okay, they got a big now. While they have Von Lane, Nurkic, Myers Leonard, Ed Davis, you know, all they have tons of big guys on their team. And I'm thinking, okay, this team needs a wing because I was thinking, okay, they're going to have to trade Alan Crabb because they are not going to pay the tax. And right. I thought they were going to draft like that guy Ojale from SMU who's on the Celtics now, who they basically just brought in to be the Jay Crowder replacement who's just really strong and can shoot threes. Um, yeah. And and they I, – I really thought that they were going to pick a guy like that. And Swanigan was impressive in summer league. I thought he could shoot the three a little bit and, 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 and was a really good rebounder. But it, it really – it was just like there was so much need there that was glaring. But maybe the plan all along was maybe Olshay's playing 12-dimensional chess, you know? Like maybe maybe he could see this. I don't know. I don't. I, I. I'm just a little confused about the wing thing. But so, it's like a because the other thing when we traded up was they could have taken Malik Monk because he had slipped. Yeah, and like and not that Malik, not that Malik Monk would have necessarily like he doesn't fit on the Blazers either because he's another like Lillard McCollum type of player. But at the same time, like that's i wonder if he would have maybe been a more valuable asset if you're trying to swing a deal for Paul George or Carmelo or any of these or you know Don- Donovan Mitchell like that guy he balled out in the summer league for the U- for Utah and right. and he's like a really tenacious defender scorer could be a two guard could be a one like and they need some backcourt help in addition to Porzingis like they have some pretty good frontcourt guys but like they're you know they have Ron Baker as like one of their guys that they're building around and like no offense to Ron Baker, but like Donovan Mitchell from what I've seen is much better than him. And that would have been a great asset to put in a trade for like this. And then, and then you have a guy who's superfluous and you're not really, really losing anything in getting rid of Donovan Mitchell. And then you would right. get Carmelo Anthony without having to give up too much of and value. If, and if it doesn't work and you, and, and if like that trade doesn't come to be, because I also think sort of weirdly as like loaded as the Blazers are at guard with Dame and CJ behind them, like for me, at least one thing that I noticed, especially two years ago was when they got in that series with the Warriors, when they played really well, all things considered, but it was so clear that they didn't have guys that could dribble outside of Dame and CJ. Mm-hmm. And like when you get in those playoff series and you can't you have basically two guys that can dribble and now, I mean, now they have Evan Turner who can handle the ball a bit and create, but like he's got his own issues that I, I don't think it would be that crazy to, to take a guy like Malik Monk as like a solid bench scorer who like possible trade asset, um, who I think would add more to you in the short term than, than like another backup big man. Yeah, I mean, I, I I know that people really think highly of Collins and think he's going to project really well in the league, but I I, I mean, the window is not 12, ten to twelve years though, and and Collins clearly had some trouble, you know, trying to post guys up in summer league, and uh, he got hurt, and I thought he was pretty good defensively. I, I liked what I saw from him on that end, which is usually where big men are behind, so that was an encouraging thing, mm-hmm. but but. Yeah, I, I I do think it's a legitimate concern, and 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 Evan Turner I think showed in the playoffs that he could be a more effective player in a playoff setting than he is in the regular season. I think because he can handle the ball, 
But then if you bring in someone like Mello, or even if you had brought in another guard that can shoot and score, then it's like, okay, well, Evan Turner can run the offense, and we'll just have all these guys running around on screens and doing a bunch of stuff off the ball, and then you have tons of space for Evan Turner to work with, run pick and roll with Nurkic, whatever, and and then your offense becomes a lot more lethal if you have someone else on the court in addition to Damon CJ that are threats to score from the outside, because you're right, they don't really have that other creator guy that can really when things break down, get you a quality shot. They, they just don't have that guy. Right. Yeah. Um, also my other like somewhat polarizing Blazers opinion is that I'm very pro Evan Turner. Okay. Just, just as a presence on the Blazers. I like his Twitter account. I like just, he seems like he's just an enjoyable dude to have to like have in the Blazers sphere. And to me, that supersedes his like his issues as a basketball player. I, I, I hear that. And, and I love Evan Turner as, yeah, he's a great Twitter guy. He's a great quote. He has he does funny stuff like he had like this whole like social experiment that he did in like Chicago where he gave a homeless guy a hundred dollars or something like that. And the guy didn't believe him or whatever. And like he's talking about that on social media. I mean, I think he's like a really yeah, he's a really he's weird, but like it's cool. Like I like I like that he's weird. It's it's a good I like his idiosyncrasies. Uh, but uh, anything else uh, on Mello and the Blazers before we wrap up? I think we've covered everything. We got Vonleh injury. We got Mello rumor updates. Um, I think that's all we've got so far as far as news. So I think we're we've covered our bases there. But is there anything else that you wanted to say? Anything that you're working on that you want people to check out? Uh, or, or anything like that before we wrap this up? Um, hmm. not, no, not really. I think, I, think we've, I think we've covered it all. Um, you know, I think that the, the main thing we wanted to make sure was that, uh, that should Carmelo be listening, that he's not just, that not just the city will love him, but he will love the city. He will love the state of Oregon. He's, he, like, I, like, I tweeted, I think, a long time ago, like, but only half-jokingly, that, like, Melo really is, I think, set up to be, like, the Bill Walton of, like, New Portland. Like, he oh just God. seems... Oh, my God. He, like, what Bill Walton was to 1977 Portland, like, Carmelo could, could very much be that to, you know... Bill Walton's like living in a barn, like riding a bike around the Oregon coast. Like Carmelo's going to be, you know, at all the like cool restaurants and like doing this and that. Yeah. He's just like Nike events. Like he, he is, he's new. He is the Bill Walton of new Portland. And like, yes, yes. He needs to just get out of his own way and embrace his, embrace his fate. They're going to name, uh, East Burnside after Carmelo, you know, when it's all said and done, Carmelo, Anthony way, uh, I, 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 no, I, I think I could totally see Mello like hanging out here in the summer. Oh, well, by the way, what, what number does he wear? Oh, I'm okay. Giving him seven or 15. Uh, well, we retired 15 for Larry Steele, the, the legendary Larry Steele. Well, thank you for correcting me. So then I guess we give him seven. It, I mean, we've given we gave thirty to Rasheed Wallace after Terry after Terry Porter wore it. Like, hasn't somebody worn seven post Roy? Yeah, Kobe Carl. Did he really? Yeah, well, it was it was preseason, but yeah, Kobe Carl wore number seven. 
I, nice. re- I remember that. And Kobe Carl's like an assistant or is like a D league coach now. Um, yeah. gosh, who has anybody else worn seven? I, no, I think we, I think we give him seven and then we do the thing where like they retired 30 twice Yeah, and they, they really should retire 30 a third time. But yeah, uh, and we do like a simultaneous Roy Carmelo Jersey retirement um, after 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 the Blazers um, championship parade in, in 2018. And, and, and everything that I've heard about uh, B. Roy in talking about like the retirement and stuff like that is that I think it's still a little too raw for him. So to like to like go back down that road, I feel like he's not really ready to look at it that way. And if you give it to Mello, then then you prolong that a little bit longer. And then maybe by the time Mello's done wearing it, you can maybe actually retire the jersey after that. Yeah, I think Mello not only would – when he comes to Portland, I think he not only would end up picking up the, the second-year option. I think he would re-sign after that. I would think he would ride out his career in Portland. I think he, it would just – it would all come together for him here. I mean it's a more mild climate, fresh air – trees bridges would, i mean come on mellow he would yeah he his like basketball soul would be dipped in the healing waters of the willamette and like it would he would just he would find he would find that fulfillment that he's looking for all right well live from the mellow cage it's me and joe swide joe thank you for coming on where can the people find you follow you uh and follow along with all of your blazers anxieties and wants and wishes i mean the blazers anxieties is all is all on the blogsy wells the blogsy wells twitter account um i have my own personal twitter account if you want to like check up on like other stuff that i randomly do but i think the blazers anxiety stream of consciousness is probably where you want to be and, and at blogsy wells all right check it out thanks joe Thank you. All right. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you get podcasts, we're there. Leave us a good review. I guess they call it Apple Podcasts, not iTunes, but whatever. Until next time, we'll have some stuff from Media Day, and obviously we'll be watching the internet if Carmelo gets traded. So until next time. takes a lot to get excited about a bag but most bags can't save you 20 percent on auto parts that's 20 percent off headlamps 20 percent off oil filters 20 percent off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent napa reusable bag so tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum three items exclusions apply offer ends 10 31 17